Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about fake news stories distracting us from what's really going on in Hollywood are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Miley Cyrus? Recently cast as Catwoman in the upcoming 98 Degrees Broadway reunion. Wait a second. What? That's not true, is it? I hope not. That sounds like a conflagration of news stories. First, we're here to inform. Yeah. First, then entertain. First and foremost, <laughs> we make that plain week after week. If people are getting news from us, then they have bigger problems. Exactly. <laughs> they should get out more. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody, part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. What's the difference between a dryer and your mom? When I drop a load in a dryer, it doesn't follow me around for three weeks. <laughs> From the campaign. That's awesome. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the balmy Admirals Club, which comes with complimentary Wi-Fi and beverages. <laughs> Catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube as well. Search the Movie Showcast or the Movie Guys and we come right up. And don't forget, we're also available on badtomato.fm. Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Paul Preston here with Lee Kayas, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. Our special guest this week is the host of Conversations with Matt Dwyer. Matt Dwyer. Hey. Very cool. Hey. And this week we are previewing a pair of new films hitting theaters so you know what you're getting into should you buy a ticket. First, Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez in what seems an obvious sequel to the Gene Hackman film Heist. It's called Getaway. <laughs> Getaway. <laughs> and later in the show, we have this to contend with. Make some noise! As a group, we've always got people to share your experience with. They're not wrapped up in everything. Hey, keep their lens up here. Just five normal lads having the time of their life. We love you, One Direction. Hey, up, Governor. It's the One Direction movie and whatnot. <laughs> That's the thing I want to get away from. Chim Timoney, Chim Timoney. <laughs> Goodness gravy. It's, you know, it's the making the noise is why the crowds are so loud. I never realized that. It's what? that easy. I hate you being just... called upon for things like that when I'm paying you. Don't ask me to make some noise. No, you make noise. I don't want to raise my hands in the air. What if you just don't care? Wait, wait. Didn't you have a friend? Your friend's mom he uh, was seeing oh, a classic uh, performer in Robert Vegas. Goulet. Robert Goulet. Seeing Robert Goulet in Vegas and had Bob, really if you know him well enough. Um, <laughs> these really great seats, so they were right down on the uh, like the aisle thingy where he could get to him. And he's singing, and she's loving it. And so he's like, "Sing with me, everybody!" And people would sing along, and he would take that microphone and he would just go by, and he would sing a little bit, and they would sing. I, I would do a Robert Goulet song, but I don't know one. Do you know what? Uh, something from Camelot, I imagine. Okay, so. There <laughs> Again, I'm a movie guy. Camelot, whatever. So they're going they're along. They're all clamoring with Bob Goulet's on. Oh, I know one. I know one. And so he gets to her, and she's this older woman, and Robert Goulet is all fabulous, and he sings a little, and he gives her the mic, and she just kind of takes it and goes, I didn't pay 50 bucks for hear my help, to hear myself sing. <laughs> Robert that, Goulet. But- Loved it. Passed out, falling down, laughing on the ground. The audience <laughs> went crazy. And he, like, cl- comped her room. Comped dinner and stuff. He just thought it was great. Yeah, so, I did not pay 50 bucks to hear myself sing. The late Robert Goulet had a sense of humor. Well, he wasn't one of the Naked Gun movies, so I could have done uh, This is true. Know, $50 for a Bob Goulet show. Not too bad. Yeah, I'm I mean, making that much, up. How much do you want? Oh, oh, Goulet. What's going on? That was been happening all day. Oh yeah. yeah! Did oh, you guys did see the uh, the fracas as I, we came in? I had the to kind of like uh, work my way through a crowd. I thought that was just for some of Karen's apple pie. <laughs> no, no, no. Was, no. Surprisingly, these are people who are uh, pissed off that Ben Affleck has been cast oh. as Batman in the oh, Man of that Steel. Protest uh, is still sequel. going on. It's still going on. It's, I know it's been a day, right? Yeah. Let's, no, uh, those are those protesters. They're, those people are protesting. They're, they're protesting. They're angry. They're about angry about, about oh, okay. it. What we, percent are they? <laughs> According to the internet, ninety-eight. Wow. One would believe. But let's uh, let's listen let's listen in a little closer to see uh, exactly what their what their beef is. They gotta improve their chanting skills. Yeah, yeah. They get anything accomplished. Well, well, it was a hastily, uh, you know, they put no together time. group. Yeah, they. Yeah, they're an Occupy the Admirals Club. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hot out there. They're really committed this is today. The first time we've been picketed. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to happen again. Well, I mean, there's just a worldwide furor over this. (laughs) What? They're all pissed. (laughs) Uh, But what do you guys think? I mean, honestly, if we were to set up a campaign of the movie guys here, I think we all like this casting choice, right? One of the no best jaws in the business. That man has got some. You could punch him in the face. Lower mandible repeatedly. acting. Yeah. Yes. Look at the part that you're going to see through the mask. Does it work? It's, it's working. Awkward, yeah. <laughs> but can he play a rich, sexy guy? I don't oh, know. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Michael Keaton had to have a prosthetic chin. So. Shut you know. up. I'm making that oh all up. Oh, my God. I almost believe that. <laughs> That's awesome. I do yeah. think that Ben Affleck is going to be great. And the reason I think that is because he speaks loudly enough that I can understand him. I understand yes. his words. He enunciates. He's very charming. He, you, you know, think he'll talk like this. Good Lord. I hope that. I had no idea what that man was saying the whole movie. How do you like them apples? But, <laughs> <laughs> but what, I mean, what? Uh, he's, the guy's had a, a huge career, so yeah. people were like, oh, he was Daredevil, that, and that movie is terrible, which it's not. Oh, okay. Uh, it is a perfectly acceptable Daredevil movie. I, I, I do not think the director and writer is quite the genius. The director of When in Rome? <laughs> Maybe not the choice for Daredevil, yeah. but Ben Affleck is a perfectly acceptable choice for Daredevil. Yeah, which which makes you uh, think now they they've gone ahead. Well, this is a rumor, but they've said they're going ahead and casting Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor. Gee, Mister Luthor. So yes. is this a good idea based on what he's done in the past? Based on this, I never thought I'd like it. You want this guy to play Lex I was Luthor? Late, needed a cup of coffee, no milk around. It's a coffee make commercial. It's a coffee commercial. <laughs> That's yeah, the guy yes. you want yeah. as the super evil villain? If you're going to judge Affleck on one role that he did, then you got to judge Cranston on the coffee make commercial. Yeah, but listen to how prescient it is at the end. Makes coffee taste great. And I never believed it. Coffee made from carnation. He never Don't doubt it. it. Here's what try I know it. about... Don't wait. doubt it. Try it. Here's Don't what I know about supervillains. That's, that's what Coffee Mate says. That's what I say. <laughs> supervillains take their coffee black. We cannot have this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Lex Luthor's not creaming it up. Right? <laughs> I don't know. In many ways, he might be. <laughs> he might be I don't it up. know. <laughs> but there is a uh, there is a, a, a direct response from Affleck about this entire thing. I don't know if uh, we it's an exclusive here for the movie oh, guys. Oh, good. Uh, ben Affleck has chimed in on the whole controversy. Okay. Here we go. Okay. The internet is a communications tool used the world over, oh. where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. <laughs> this is a site populated by militant movie buffs, sad, pathetic little <laughs> bastards living in their parents' basement and downloading scripts and what they think is inside information about. Movies and actors they claim to despise yet can't stop discussing. We're in a garage. <laughs> for the record, us. in a garage. But it looks like a basement. <laughs> I say bring it, man. For I mean, you forget that the guys directed three films to uh, and that were brilliant. Last one winning an Oscar. I mean, the guy's setting himself up to be a huge thing over at Warner's. He's going he's gonna to headline their biggest franchise. He's going to be their new Clint Eastwood, And he's right? going to direct the shit out of a ton of movies. Anoint him. Go ahead. Yeah. People are acting like Paycheck Ben Affleck is doing this. Reindeer's <laughs> Game Ben Affleck is doing no. this. No, 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 no. It's, not, it's, it's a different Ben Affleck. It's not Forces of Nature. It's, t- it's the oh, town I, Ben Affleck. I liked Forces <laughs> of Nature. And for whatever Daredevil was or wasn't, uh, Reindeer Games... I love that movie. I oh, thought that I, was a really solid it, Not movie. a bad movie. It's just Giovanni, a fun one to reference because right? it's Kelly a dumb Giovanni title. Giovanni Ribisi was in it. Yes. How can you go wrong with this? <laughs> All right, team. He was in Mod Squad. He was the bomb in Phantoms, there you yo. Go. <laughs> All right, team. Is it worth putting on my list of things to watch? So says Lee. But let's get on to but, what we do best. Uh, yes. Our signature no. preview. Oh, okay. Never mind. So apparently my opinion, no. No, I'm not going to One of these weeks we're going to go over everything that's on She's got like Anchorman to watch. You see the stuff she puts in her list each week. Watch Anchorman, and then maybe Reindeer Games. Oh, I watched it. I'm going to replace it. Ghost Rider. Do put Ghost Rider. Don't put Ghost Rider. I'm going to put Ghostbusters, because that's my fate. This is going to be a segment in the future. We're going to have to address your list of movies you've never seen. Okay, okay. Some will send you to movie jail. What's Karen not seeing? Some we're going to erase off of there. All right, so uh, first up, we have a car racing film that claims to be neither fast nor furious, Mm -hmm. which reminds me, have we really gone an entire month without a movie featuring The Rock? I fly. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> it's the protesting. That's impossible. <laughs> All right, Ed, listen, let's preview the new Ethan Hawke film. Adam? If you're like a lot of people, then Drive with Ryan Gosling left you wondering how that movie would play without nuance or mood. Well, luckily, Hollywood answers that question with Getaway. <laughs> 
in Getaway. <laughs> Ethan Hawke plays a race car driver named Brent Magna. Oh my god. Of course he does. <laughs> Brent Magna? Is that the most masculine name you could come up with? What are the other names they passed on, I wonder? Slab Bulkhead. <laughs> Bridge Large Meat. <laughs> speed Chunk. Butch Deadlift. Anyway, Brent Magna. Punch rock groin. <laughs> Buck plank chest. Stump junkman. Dirk hardpeck. Rip steak face. Sleep slab rock. Crud bone meal. <laughs> is forced to drive for his family's life when a mysterious man calls and reveals that he's kidnapped Brent's wife. He was supposed to get the, the threat a week earlier, but the caller accidentally called Liam Neeson first. <laughs> Brent Magna. Lump beef broth. Touch rust rod. Reef blast body. <laughs> Big, McLarge, huge. Smoke, man, muscle. <laughs> McLarge, huge. Any one of those I'd go with. He is told that in order to get his wife back, he too will have to involve his particular set of skills, which in this case are driving skills that go beyond being able to text and drink coffee while driving a stick shift. Brent must drive through a series of challenges, obstacles, and levels that give getaway... <laughs> That adapted from a video game feel without actually having that excuse for its plot. Hopefully he doesn't ask them to do the five gallons and a two-gallon jug thing from Die Hard 3. I never understood that. But the mysterious voice also provides him with a Ford Shelby GT500 Super Snake Mustang for the task. I guess aside from trying to get Brent killed, he also wants him to win? <laughs> the car is rigged up with cameras so that the mystery voice can watch his every move and also issue trivia challenges to the people he picks up during red lights. <laughs> and then he picks up Selena Gomez <laughs> for <laughs> some reason. And the car belongs to her for some reason. And spoiler alert, all of this is happening for some reason. <laughs> Perhaps to kickstart Gomez's three-picture deal? But why... Uh, is not the centerpiece of the marketing campaign. Uh, just buy the damn premise already. <laughs> John Voight plays the faceless villain known only as The Voice. Hashtag Adam Levine forever. And he's sporting a vague accent. Could be Russian, could be a Baltic state. Who knows? Who cares? As long as nobody's offended. The point is, he has an accent. This way we know he's the villain. We never see him full on in the trailer, just close-ups of his unshaven lips. Although I'd pay to see a villain named Unshaven Lips. <laughs> the plot seems to revolve around driving and explosions. Driving past explosions. Driving through explosions and around explosions. Here's a clip. That might have been Rockford. That was the one episode where we went. <laughs> what? That one. There oh, seem to be God. two different trailers for this movie, each suggesting a unique plot line. So depending upon which trailer you've seen, you're either expecting a movie about a guy whose wife is abducted and he is forced to recruit a reluctant wandering teen to help him rob a bank in order to win the freedom of his wife. Is she alive? For now. She will remain that way as long as you follow my instructions. That's so creepy. Or a movie about a former race car driver who, while trying to carry out a list of driving-oriented tasks, is carjacked by a teen who he is then ordered to kill. Drive away now. I can't! Drive away. Take her with you. What do you want me to do with her? Kill her. <laughs> but no matter what movie you are expecting to see, they both star Selena Gomez, so can't say we didn't warn you. There you go. <laughs> Gave so much time to that movie. You did all that talking, and I still can't remember who's playing the lead in that. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, supported Jess by two posters. Oh Jess McLarge Huge. Okay, I you know, you know I forgot. Explorers. Ethan Hawke from Explorers. I don't think I was alive during that. What is that? Well, that's '84. Him and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. No, I didn't. See yeah, that. I was only 22. <laughs> <laughs> They're both or dead something. now. I think. Anyway, oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to see this though. I mean, it looks. You like, are. It looks, it looks alone. Like a... <laughs> does that mean I see everything, or does that mean I not, see movies like this? I'm not going to see this. But I love the fact that there are two very distinct trailers for this movie. So, I have no idea what to expect. Huh? And you like so that? I can't go in and 
yeah. see a movie I didn't expect. Maybe that's thing. a yeah. thing that people need to start what doing. What I think for happened you. is they heard the show About and you. they said, yeah. well, Lee's always expecting one thing or the other, so we better make this as vague as possible. Mission accomplished movie. I think I'd rather have that be vague, though, because um, whenever I see too much in a movie trailer, I don't want to go. It's not just vague, it's contradictory. <laughs> well, like, that's good, too. You know. It uses your cognitive skills, and you see that there's differences. And I you don't go, think they were thinking of you. I think they were just thinking, it's August. Let's be vague. Like, just, uh, this is yeah. no time to be specific about what the movies are about. Couldn't get Vin Diesel. Couldn't get 90s Nicolas Cage. Ethan Hawke. Drive a car around for Didn't us. Didn't Nicolas Cage 30th. do this movie last February, though? Drive, Drive Angry? angry? Yeah. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows why he was driving angry, though, because nobody saw it, right? Oh, it is kind of creepy to think that they give him a car and it has all these cameras in it and stuff. He, if they did that to a woman, he, she totally would drive to the police and say, this is, like, way messed up. Speaking of uh, yes. genders. What, yes. what, I thought you were going the same place I was going. I'll oh. go there. I'll go there in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the director of this is Courtney Solomon. Pop quiz: Male or is it a uh, female, Courtney Solomon, or a foreign-born male? British or well, gay? Now that you're saying that, mm. I'm going to say a dude. These movies all look like they're shot in Bulgaria, yeah. so I'm going guy. <laughs> it's right? a parking garage in Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dude. It's a director of Dungeons and Dragons ah. from 2000. There's a really? He got work again. <laughs> well, 13 years and later. And so did Ethan Hawke, apparently. In Bulgaria. That's where <laughs> hey, The Purge was number one. Ethan Hawke is on a roll. Oh, that's true. Tandem. But uh, with these movies, uh, we were sitting around thinking, man, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't these movies be great if they were reviewed by comedians in the borscht belt? Of course. Why <laughs> not? Were we thinking that? Why yes. did we think that? <laughs> why did we think that? We would think that, of course. Well, when you have movies like One Direction, This Is Us, and... Uh, Something like uh, Getaway. Well, then you could have something that goes a little something Uh-oh. like this. What? Hey, the only thing you should be getting away from is this movie. <laughs> getaway? You'll want to get away from the theater after you see this movie. Get away to fake your own death so you don't have to go to this film with your friends. There's one direction you should be going, and that's away from the Cineplex. Oh. This is us? Then okay, this is over. <laughs> That's why we thought that. It was hilarious. Oh, can we go have some ham? Picked a really mellow. That was Tony really Bennett mellow. Too. That was not the piano. No. I was, I was, I was yeah. hoping for uh, like George Michael sports bloopers or whatever. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go back to the comment about uh -oh. uh, being directed being about a woman in a car. A woman in a car with cameras. Can woman in a car with cameras? Because I think this movie is the internet version of what I'm about to tell you, or the movie theater of the internet Are version. Are you going to tell something about you and Chris no, Matthews? No, no, no. What's that guy's name? I don't know. but The, the one that you go in and then. you bring out your penis and you shouldn't. Remember that guy? Chris Hansen. Hansen. Chris, Chris Matthews, Matthews does not I... demand to see your penis. Neither does Chris Hansen, for the record. <laughs> Continually. No, there's this, God, there's... but that spice up that fucking show with Chris Matthews. <laughs> he just jumped up and pulled out his dick and was like, what do you think of this? <laughs> We're Why don't you have a seat right over there? Have a seat. I'm asking you need to have a seat. You're denying global right. warming. Deny this. You're not listening to me. Have a seat. <laughs> You're not getting any lemonade. No. You're not getting any lemonade. No, sweet tea. You were saying, Lee? Well, it's not going to be anywhere near as funny as that. But <laughs> Chris there Hansen. Is, there is a web series, and this guy figured it out. He goes and rents supercars, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and then he for, I guess, a lack of a better description, hires very busty women to sit in the front seat while he videotapes them, and he goes fast, and it's they're always in like a tight shirt, and he's <laughs> no. just charging around in this car, and their their jugs are bouncing Shut around. Up. It is just ten <laughs> minutes of just pure joy. That's what the internet is for. Oh it's my hilarious, God. and this guy, you know, he's just making bank on this on this I website. Love the, I love that oh because uh, I was thinking the uh, was, that's a brilliant. Who's the uh, the it's five speed tits? That's what it's called. Chris Hansen. I just came up no. with that. Uh, no, I, I was just thinking of that uh, patent pending patent pending. Five speed. That's a bike. Five speed tits. That's a bicycle. Right. Continue. Yes. That 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 video with the that they just did the Miley Cyrus, uh, but the real video of that is just girls walking around just completely topless, right? The, oh, the, uh, oh, the, the Robin Thicke yeah. movie, the Robin Thicke yeah. oh, oh, song. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's just so funny. It's like you know, uh, I, I watch that video and I'm like, it, it, the genius of just putting boobs in something and it's selling is always being rediscovered. Like like, wait a second. But it's just the most tried and true way to market yeah. anything. What's the one thing if you put it in a movie, it's a hit? Tits? Five speed tits? Five speed Five tits. Speed tits. <laughs> All right. All right. Next on. week, no shirts for any of us. Well, as Adam said, that Excellent. is another good example of how we spend an entire segment of the show preparing the listener for what's about to be released in theaters, whether the movie deserves it or not. <laughs> but giving you the heads up on what to go see is what we're all about. But 
We also know that it's just as important to know what movies are in theaters now, still. So we're going to cover all those movies in a little segment we call In Theaters Now, Still. (laughs) For example, if you feel your teen adventures should have a mythical feel, well, Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters is in theaters now. Still? Looking for a Harrison Ford movie that sounds like the name of a Def Leppard album? Well, Paranoia <laughs> is in theaters now. Still? Want a cop comedy that doesn't skimp on the special effects to cover up its plot holes? Then the Rest in Peace department is in theaters now. Still? How about a film where its lead actor, Bruce Willis, is even tired of promoting it? Then go catch Red 2 in theaters now. Still? And finally, if politics has got you down, then maybe you'll enjoy watching someone blow up the White House in White House Down in theaters now. Wait, that opened already? There you go. That's our bit. I love that the fake audience, the, the, the applause, they wouldn't even sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> they had to wait. Okay, we'll give it. All right, you guys drove all the way here. Okay, good. Uh, enough of this nonsense. So we're going to take a quick break, uh, you know, which is more of a break for us. For you, it'll be just continuous music. And uh, we'll be back with our guest. For uh, We'll have more film previews, more movie talk. But first, let's check in with those uh, protesters out They're there. They're right yeah, outside. How's that going? I'm kind of afraid yeah. to go out for oh. a break or anything. We're I don't here. think I'm going. Daredevil wasn't that queer. Get used to it. Oh, they're positive. I like that. They've turned. The crowd has turned. Yeah, they've changed their... You know what? Maybe I could go like bring them some refreshments or something during the break. I'm all for that. Absolutely. You know, I don't want them to barge into the studio during the show. We'll just open the door for a second, and then I'll go out and give them some of our water. It'll be cool. Well, I might calm them down, because we have enough trouble with planes if we hear them the whole show. (laughs) Go ahead and say shit. Well, these are the Ben supporters, so they're probably a little more... A little more... Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Acceptable. All right, well... um, we're going to take that break. Uh, we'll be back in 10 seconds, so uh, hang out with us. And again, more nonsense uh, as soon as we return. Get out there. Get out there, Karen. Take some water for him. And we are back, and we are joined by our special guest for the remainder of the show. He is a comedian and writer and another Second City alum. He hosts the conversations. We've had a bunch on the show. And he hosts uh, conversations. I'm nobody special. <laughs> There's nothing special all about that credit, but I said it anyway. You're absolutely right. No, Conversations with Matt Dwyer is something you can find on iTunes. It's his podcast and also on feralaudio.com. Please welcome Matt Dwyer. Hey, hey Mr. Dwyer. You guys put way more work into your show than I do my garbagey little show. <laughs> <laughs> you actually prepare things. Oh, there's, there's, a, there's a tech element. It's, it's yeah. a big deal. Well, we do have a paucity of Black Panthers on the show oh, yeah. uh, regularly. <laughs> Did you enjoy the chocolate fountain in the green room? Oh, that was delicious. <laughs> it's the little touches that make the difference. I was That was for feet washing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the finest. It is now. Spared no expense. Yeah. So, uh, how's the podcast going? We've heard some uh, episodes, and you've been running now for uh, since May of last year, right? Yeah, it's been going over a year. I recently just had, like, I did Harmontown. I was a guest on Harmontown, uh, which coincided with me having a, uh, I got an exclusive with the guy who performed the Pink Mass over Fred Phelps's mom's grave. Fred Phelps from uh, Westboro Baptist Church. I knew about the oh. rainbow chur- uh, building across the street, but what is the Oh, this thing? is a guy, uh, it was originally, his name was Lucian Greaves, uh, head of the uh, Satanic Temple, and he performed a pink mass over the founding member of Westboro's Baptist Church's mother's <laughs> grave, <laughs> turning her gay in the afterlife. That is that oh, what a pink mass is? That's a pink mass. Like the Mormon rituals, right? Or oh, is yeah. that what it is? Mormon <laughs> save you afterwards? Right? I recently oh, yeah, saw okay. the doctor for a pink mass. <laughs> and little ointment cleared it right up. But that guy, yeah, and, it, and then it turns out Lucian Graves was a created thing by this guy uh, named Doug Mesner, who's a oh. Harvard grav, grad, <laughs> and he just did it to just kind of screw with the... Uh, See, I'm, I respect you guys because I didn't say fuck, and uh, like I do every <laughs> we two don't swear too much. No, <laughs> but uh, that kind of was an exclusive thing, and it made my kind of my numbers go really sky high. That's awesome. So I was pretty thrilled because after a while, so pandering to religious groups yes, is absolutely. the way to go for a podcast. <laughs> I will, I'm we the need to Jerry Springer. Yeah. yeah, get some Satanists on your show and be the Springer of <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Got it. So well, that's, that's what's so interesting about your podcast is because you know a lot of comedians have podcasts, and but you know you were actually interviewing. A cool cross-section of people. Yeah, I've only interviewed 
I guess three comedians in the sixty something episodes, and yeah. one was uh, Eddie Pepitone, and I just discussed a. Uh, 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 what's the fuck is his name? Hedges, Chris, Christopher Hedges' uh, book. We just <laughs> we read a book of, about social critique and uh, discussed that for an hour. <laughs> so you had book club with Eddie Pepper. Yeah, I had book club with Eddie Pepper. And then, but it's usually like I've had a lot of I had Black Panthers on. Uh, I've had Wayne Kramer from the MC5 talk about prison and his time in prison. Uh, oh, you I, had Jughead Pearson on. I had Jughead. He's got a great podcast. Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. His, I, yeah, yeah. Now, was that a choice you're making to have these to uh, not weird... have comedians, not to have your friends on? Yeah, because I just felt like you know, if you like us. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like so many comedians do a one-on-one with comedians, and it's like you, it, you guys are doing something pretty awesome. It's not you got a whole thing. It's with comedians Thank just you. talking about. Stand up, like, yeah. I was like, I, I'm not going to do that as well as Marin. You've or... heard that a million. T- that story's yeah. been told a million times. Well, so I, I just, I, yeah, although I, I saw you perform in Chicago, so I knew your comedy background. Then I tuned into some pretty heavy shit in your podcast. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, you know, hey, that's great. If you're interested in the lighter side of Matt Dwyer, though, you have another podcast with Matt Bronger from Chicago. Oh, that we did a few years ago, though. That's oh, all. That, those aren't new. No, we oh, did okay. that. Uh, that was uh, that was just uh, me, Ding Dong Bronger, and uh, we'd have a comedy guest, sometimes a musician. We'd also play a lot of music. Uh, we, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of comedians are music nerds. Yeah. And so we'd talk music. Oh, and then okay. We'd just I wasn't even paying attention to the dates. I was just like, I don't know. Because it's, it's timeless. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> the internet keeps everything so fresh. Yeah. And I've, I've had a lot of skin peels, so I look still like the pictures <laughs> look the same. I'm trying to keep myself in my late 30s, early, early 40s look. That's I'm good. in my very, Keep very late The hyperbolic 30s. chamber, yeah. right? The whole deal. Yeah. Hyperbolic chamber. Is that the word? Hyperbaric? <laughs> Whatever it is. Hyper- hyperbolic, hyperbolic chamber is even better. Your it's hyper, really your curvy. Your hypertension chamber. <laughs> it's this really curvy chamber. It's hyperbolic. <laughs> there you go. I don't have one. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Call me there. Uh, listen, we asked this of every guest, what's your favorite movie? We told you a lot of pressure. We told you before the show. Think about it. I know. I know. No, I'm just. uh, I'm. I'm waiting for judgment. He's playing it off. Can (laughs) I have four and tied for one? You know know what? You know Paul Valencourt. Yes, he was on here and said Hellboy. So I mean, judgment. So you got a lot of room to work here. Sweat, but it's judgment. it's hard because I'm I'm uh, I'm probably equally as Woody Allen fanatic as I am Scorsese. So I'm like Stardust Memories, uh, Broadway Danny Rose, and then Goodfellas. Casino. <laughs> Here's a question. So Here's a great. question I can ask you. Give you a little framework for it. Okay. What one movie can you watch all the time, over and over, no matter what? You can always watch that movie. Goodfellas, Stardust Memories. <laughs> I know it's two okay. again, but I watch Stardust Memories every I got you day down for like four. months. Okay, there you go. Like every day for a, like two or three. I think and that is an impressive movie. That is a, an engrossing movie. Well, what an interesting and era it just of flies. Yeah, what an interesting era of Alan that you chose, though, because you would think Annie Hall. Take the money and run, or Manhattan, that kind of stuff. And you chose like the Stardust Memories, Broadway, Daniel. Rose. It was a little off the beaten the f- path, Woody wise. Like, like no one says Alice, but you know, yeah. still, and rightfully so. <laughs> Love that show. <laughs> but yeah, flow and flow is hilarious. <laughs> right. Kiss my grits, Paul. She nailed that. Uh, now you're thinking of Scorsese. That New York that's... Jew dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, Gordon Willis is doing the cinematography for both of those films, yeah. and it's just like that man is is a god of cinematography. And now, now, Gordon Willis did The Godfather, right? Yeah. Okay, I get him confused with, who's the guy that did Marathon Man? The other, uh, is that Gordon Willis? Conrad Hall. Conrad oh, Hall. Yeah. I always get those two confused, but yes. Are you sure movies. it wasn't Conrad Baines? Conrad. <laughs> I had it. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Woody I, Allen's Different Strokes. We're entering into SETV Sketchland now. exactly. Because that's my favorite is the Jerry Lewis does scenes from a marriage. Have you ever seen that no. I, it's on YouTube. Like it's yeah. one of the best SCTV, and it's, uh, it's oh Martin uh, Short, right? Playing there the old go. Jerry Lewis, yeah. and it's all, but it's like so Bergmany. <laughs> it's so it's like you watch that and you you just realize how great SCTV was. And oh. I had they make old original SNL look quite frankly amateurish, in my opinion. And yeah. I can say that comfortably because most of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, half wits, right? I mean, was that what that was? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All those classic. Yeah, what was sketches. the uh, nighttime haiku? Is my I, I had a roommate who just was obsessed with that sketch and showed, sat me down and showed it to me IQ, on multiple occasions. 
uh, yeah, it was nights. It was like a, a quiz challenge, like the like they would do on public uh, radio, public access. But they would be night school people, so everybody <laughs> was these so dumb good. SCTV characters. <laughs> devolves into chaos in the perfect SCTV manner with uh, uh, Eugene uh, uh, Levy, Levy or uh, Levy freaking out. Oh, and, you uh, can't, <laughs> everything falls to shit on him, and he can't host. Ah, he get out of here! Unplug his microphone. Oh, yeah, just real quick, I wanted to thank you guys for doing the Rockford Files. <laughs> reference that made me very oh is that you d- yeah. you're doing the Rockford fan. I love that show yeah nearly I, every show a few good men gets referenced in Rockford Files <laughs> and it's him or Ed Wood <laughs> it's also the three yeah <laughs> well you just I, Rockford Files is such a great show and it's like out of all that TV that doesn't get it's it's, it's the due. greatest show ever quite frankly fuck Beretta oh absolutely oh. He, I know, loved he's, Beretta he's actually. kind of the law but he's not he lives by his wits he'd rather you know use his tongue but his, instead of his fist but he's you know he can fight if he has to you know he's a ladies he's man he's an enjoyable actor oh James too. Gardner probably James got so much in, a trailer. in the 70s <laughs> <laughs> that guy probably was seeing the doctor every other day for <laughs> penicillin shots <laughs> And he never went to jail. No, he never Blake. killed his wife. Yeah. No. You know, I go down He never to... took over for John Ritter. Is that allegedly? <laughs> I go down to Paradise Cove in Malibu. Oh, well, oh I love that. Oh, which yeah. is where his trailer used to be uh, for the show. That's where he lived. I would masturbate in, in that the... spot if Absol- I could find it. <laughs> <laughs> this never gets old. I go up to, because now they have a little parking booth. You have to take a ticket, and it's $120 to park for six hours. And uh, I always ask the 22-year-old, hey, is Jimmy around? I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> we go there a lot. I'm going to do that just in oh, honor, honor of you yeah. and, and the goddamn Have you show. gone to <laughs> sit, or have you stood right where the trailer is? No, I didn't know this until you mentioned it. <laughs> it's right where the porta-potties are now. It's, it's such so an So you insult. can masturbate there. It's an insult. <laughs> <laughs> porta-potties? Why wouldn't I? Uh, I'm glad you appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Dwyer. All right, listen. Well, we have another movie to preview because you know, like we always mention, we this is a service to you guys. So, there, and there's only two new releases this week, and they couldn't be more different. Our next film is One Direction. This is us. <laughs> and uh, I guess Karen's still out taking care well, of who's the, uh, read Karen? the gang. She's quelled the gang, I think, with Matt, cookies and just, snacks and stuff. Can you just take take over for Karen? We yeah. just highlighted her spo- her oh. stuff for you. Yeah, that's right. her script. Go ahead and just okay. read her parts. For uh, the One Direction movie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. It, it, wherever it says, Karen, that's you, and you that's just read me. that. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, I, I uh, really am a big One Direction fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then it's quite the dream come true for everybody, isn't <laughs> it? This would be very I, authentic. I know my girlfriend's sitting in the room, but there's... <laughs> I make her wear her hair like those guys. <laughs> All of them. She wears five different wigs. Oh, that's the look. And that's the only way I can get aroused. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. The worldwide pop phenomenon that we... That all the eighth grade boys have been bitching about is finally coming to the big screen. Yay! Finally, a documentary that dares to back the curtain on the pop phenomenon like none other except for Justin Bieber. Never say never. Katy Perry, part of me. Glee, the 3D concert movie. Was that one before the guy OD'd? (laughs) 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 Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, best of both worlds, and the Jonas Brothers 3D concert experience. Jumped right in there. Yeah, I didn't realize he was... You want to... Now, if you're wondering what the difference is between all of those movies, well, there isn't any. (laughs) And that's what the producers are counting on. Totally adapted from the trapper keeper of the same name, Tiger Beat! The movie takes you behind the scenes to find out what talented, attractive, and clever lads are really like, away from the spotlight, behind the scenes, and in front of a movie crew. Now, if you asked me who directed this, my first guess would be the board of directors for AOL Time Warner Monsanto Spanx. (laughs) But no. (coughs) This feature-length pamphlet is actually directed by Morgan Spurlock, the iconoclastic director of Super Size Me. I can't wait to see him lose his shit after listening to One Direction for 30 days straight. (laughs) The biggest revelation of this movie... They all have British accents. <laughs> I failed in theater school due to cocaine. <laughs> Which is crazy, kind of, for the first time you heard Princess Diane speaking. You thought, oh, wow, she talks funny. <laughs> Director Morgan Spurlock, who's made a career out of taking a piss on sacred cows like McDonald's and product placement, now brings the placement of a giant product on the big screen. <laughs> Directing something this egregiously pop is either the ultimate sellout move or the ultimate punk move. I haven't been this conflicted about seeing a movie since Werner Herzog directed the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. (laughs) This Is Us was the original title until it was changed to One Direction. This Is Us. How humble. (laughs) 
or someone's not as popular as they think they are. <laughs> Our prediction for the opening weekend of this movie, I predict a contest between the bandmates to see who can get the most blowjobs on the biggest pile of money. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's One Direction. This is us. Good Karen, Matt. Good Karen. Thank you. I, uh, authentic. Close my eyes. It's like she's sitting right next to me. I know. I I, I don't know if you guys had to, saw me had to shake out of it. And... I was even attracted well, to tough. you there You're for a second. Getting gross. <laughs> getting gross kind of character. Like Heath Ledger. You just can't shake it. Yeah. He's a handsome man, Paul. We've all noticed. <laughs> now, you can shed the Karen because we need to get serious here. I okay, think uh, before we go, wouldn't, it wouldn't be right to talk about One Direction, This Is Us without our recurring segment, The Movie Guys Get Bitter. Uh-huh. Now, I have no theme for this. We're just going to go right into it because oh, we're bitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Movie Guys Get Bitter. <laughs> get bitter for us, Paul. Go for it. All right, here we go. This always helps us deal with our spiteful, jealous feelings. Now... You know, you get them out there every once in a while, spite, hate, and this can help dissipate if you just say it. All right, so here we go. I'll start. One Direction, This Is Us is the heartwarming tale of a whole bunch of middle-class white kids from stable and loving homes who overcame the odds of being in the eighth grade to achieve superstardom. It's the music industry's long-standing tradition of finding truly talented individuals and then producing the talent right out of them with auto-tune, overdubbing, pyrotechnics, and a wardrobe straight off the shelves of Hot Topic. Now, the beef assholes like us always have with our favorite musical punching bags is that it's PG power pop written by the marketing department. I mean, who really gives gives their song the super liminal title, The Best Song Ever? That is not the name of a song. That is a desired result. Oh, sure, I'm a fan just of their earlier songs. You know, hit single, chart topper, and retweet this. Even the title of this movie is strategically designed to appeal to everyone. Couldn't Every movie ever made be called This Is Us? <laughs> you know, in the trailer, one of the members is actually heard to exclaim, we never expected any of this to happen. Really? Then what did you expect? Look, nobody goes through all the trouble of forming a boy band expecting to self-produce a few shitty CDs that you hand out to strangers like flyers to a strip club while prowling Hollywood Boulevard. What, did you, what you expect to do is fill malls and stadiums with teen girls more than willing to spend mommy and daddy's money on $180 tickets. But I suppose if they were honest about their expectations, it would be hard for me to believe that I, too, can someday achieve all my unexpected dreams of success. Thanks, One Direction, for helping me reach for the stars. Just five normal lads having the time of their life. Why are superstars always out going out of their way to convince me that they're so normal? Normal? I thought superstars were the special people. You mean to tell me that that doesn't take a special talent or skill to be in a boy band? That you just have to get lucky enough to be plucked out of obscurity by some pedophilic record producer <laughs> dressed by professional stylists and marketed and auto-tuned the hell out of? Are you saying that that's all it takes to be a successful boy band? Oh, wait! That is what all it takes to be a successful boy band! Sorry, carry on. No, you're right, Matt. Another documentary about super rich young pop stars showing us just how they're like the rest of us. See, they ride bikes, too, around the cavernous backstage of a stadium before a sure-to-be-sold-out crowd of screaming fans, just like me. And that's the movie, guys. Get bitter. Yeah! Boo! 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 Yay! One Direction! Boo! Boo! One Direction! Yay, bitter guys! Yay. Oh, we got all that out of us. Hooray, oh. age! Oh. I can feel yeah. the tension leaving my neck. Yeah. Oh. It I'm is. Gonna, it's relaxing I'm going to sleep yeah. good tonight. Oh. Going to sleep good tonight. I, I, uh, I know one of their songs. It couldn't help it. It have to, it, you know, I don't listen to them. But through osmosis, through whatever, my daily whatever, that song is, uh, which you one? No, no, you're beautiful. That's them? That's them. Oh, crap. Maybe I kind of like that song. Oh. What? <laughs> I don't know that one. Don't introduce me to a song. Oh. Maybe that's just like uh, so your personal soundtrack because you're so beautiful. Maybe it's just I like, go through the yeah. day with that. We all have an internal <laughs> monologue, Paul. That might be yours. Yeah. You spend too much time on City Walk is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> God, help me. You are correct. Maybe sir. you're cruising City Walk trying to start your own boy band, pedophile. Uh. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do videography up there, and it's all oh. the next. We want to be the next. One Direction. The next same there thing are a lot ever. of not the next direction, yeah. right? Not One Direction. Yet. Yeah, like the yeah. boy bands went away for a long time, and then one got hit against it. That everybody, hey, put on your gay wear and let's and now the old up our hair. old boy bands are trying to come back, and it's yeah, they're, they're touring all, together. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they're grouping together for safety, like boys <laughs> to men, <laughs> Backstreet Boys, and like a third one. They're all ninety-eight boys together. to o, o Town Club to the to Motown Synced. Philly. Insincted. Yeah. What a hilarious thing to phone it in as. That boy band. Oh boy. Like all the boy bands on uh, that do the events on uh, at the City Walk. 
<clears throat> but they're not really One Direction. They're just trying to be that. It's just a hilarious thing to phone it in. It's it, like, look. At CityWalk, is it like just guys like doing it themselves, or are they being paid to be at CityWalk singing in these crap? No, they're on like stage. These. Oh. Yeah. I think they're paid. It's not like do, it's not like <laughs> do-up guys in the old days on a corner. No, <laughs> no. They have girls, like acoustic girls, doing that kind of thing up there. Oh. But like the produced, polished, and it's this huge stage, and they have like a track and guys dancing. God. I love how much time and effort and energy is put in to produce something that sounds exactly like everything else that was ever yeah. produced before it. I like it's to think about how much. You would think much... they would have this formula down by now. I, yeah, Are they, but is anyone demanding anything different? That's the that's the thing. It's no. just like a new. No one's demanding new, this new sea of twelve year old girls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and one out of that's ten of them. Those is record a producers boy. get older, and the girls stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the thing about we're just five lads. Like that's totally what Paul McCartney used to say. Sure. Except, yeah. and he said five because he can't count. Yeah, it's just a <laughs> little known fact about Paul McCartney. Hey, one day just turn around, Pete. Isn't that right? Oh, Pete's gone. <laughs> Four. Four. That's like, yeah, Paul never was it like one, two, three, four, because he always did one, two, three, four, five. Oh, <laughs> worst joke ever, by the way. <laughs> really bailed on that one. Thanks that's for sharing got, it here. That's Thanks. how I got. Yeah, that's how I got in my life, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. But uh, I'll mention the real, the quick thing that yeah, yeah. Ju- Justin uh, from Schadenfreude always says about Justin Timberlake is, uh, you know, like very oh. talented. Everything we were like talking that. about this the other day. But but uh, Justin always has this thing of like, look, I can never give this guy. I can never take him seriously because they were all produced by that one manager who was like a big fat pedophile basically right a and creepy bald guy like you put him all in a house ba- put him all in a house in miami or whatever and then you would he would probably sneak into bed with you at night and 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 he is positive and i have to agree with him that justin timberlake has touched that old guy's dick <laughs> and he just can never take oh yeah just think uh, the levels of sodomy that has gone on in all boy bands oh, <laughs> oh so it's Jesus. just like one big long candelabra <laughs> behind the candle, <laughs> which is pure genius, by the way, that movie. That Pretty is a good. great movie. Please yeah. don't stop directing movies, Steven, know, Soderbergh. Steven Soderbergh. Doesn't he say that every like five weeks? He does. It's his plea for attention. <laughs> we don't want a crazy, prolific run, and I just I don't want him to stop. Everything he puts out. Speaking of those, Dustin, Dustin Timberlake, his cousin. But Justin <laughs> shows you how much I. He didn't but touch his asshole. That's why he's nowhere. He's <laughs> he's in the new Coen Brothers film. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, which I'm very excited to see. I oh know that's my God. months ahead of this episodes of. No, Stutter. get excited! It's been too long since the last one. It's inside Lou Inside Lewin Davis, with well, Oscar yeah. Isaac in the lead, and and uh, if you're going who, you've seen him, and now after this, I think you will really. Oh, know you'll who he see is. the shit he's out of good. that guy. Yeah, he's good. I can't you've wait. You've seen him. Now you'll know him. Coen Brothers are one of those few guys where it's like, I get like my gut gets warm, like somebody just poured bourbon <laughs> in an empty belly. Like I'm like, ooh, the Coen Brothers got a new. <laughs> They're number one for me. They're the best. I mean, yeah. you don't get any better than them. And the amazing thing is, with the height that they reached, like, well, at Fargo, you're like, this is almost like a joke on the industry. It's like, hilarious. They went and made the most minimalist movie possible after the failure of Hudsucker Proxy, and then the industry all came around. And then, in a huge middle finger, they went and did Lebowski next. Because they're like, we're also the guys that did Raising Arizona. But now, like, then they won an Oscar for uh, No Country for Old Men. But then they still followed keep... it up with Burn After Reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with uh, George Clooney and sex toys and like, yeah, it's just uh, and a serious man. Spoiler I, alert! I, I, sorry, <laughs> a serious a serious man is like I, one of my favorite films by them. Like it's just like I can watch it a million it's times. Super and, quiet, tiny movie, and you notice something new every time you watch it. They nail tone. That's their key. And it'll be wildly different. I remember when uh, I saw Raising... Blood's Simple, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing with like the first three oh, movies God. of theirs I saw. And I'm like, these are wildly different movies. Yeah. How are these the same guys? Outside of Barry Sonnenfeld's photography kind of going nuts and looking the same. I just... I, how would these guys make all three of these movies? If I could put their movies in a tub and roll around in them and just frolic, <laughs> I would be thrilled. Like uh, American <laughs> Beauty, right? Uh, um... All right, so enough. Uh, that's that's one direction, ladies and gentlemen. This is us. See what, what happens when you put n- movie nerdy people together? They just. But actually, we 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 wanted to we wanted in on this because we heard this trailer and it seems like you know all the movies we mentioned, Justin Bieber, Katy Perry, they all get one. Well, we want one. Yeah. So we're making a movie too. The movie guys documentary. Finding out about who we are, and we called it uh, the movie guys. This is we. <laughs> Here's a little bit of it. You know their name. Yeah, I mean, in the end, we're just like everybody else, you know? We have people who put our pants on for us one leg at a time. You've heard the show on SoundCloud and iTunes. <laughs> we're just, you know, regular guys who happen to be international pop stars. 
you know? So does that make us special? I don't think so. But then again, I think it does. You've tweeted them at the movie guys. We're just like anybody else, you know? You hear us doing a podcast, but we're just normal people. Just hanging out, being normal. With the documentary crew of seven following us everywhere we go. <laughs> now come face to face with the YouTube sensations that have taken the world by storm. When I grew up, I had a grandmother, you know, like a lot of people. And uh, I called her Nana, which is, it makes me pretty remarkable. I think that's kind of cute. I don't want to sound entitled, but we definitely deserve all this fame. Adam. I like to think of myself as the cute one. Paul. Yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of the smart one. Lee. I see myself as the smart one. No, I just said that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess I'm the dumb one. Yeah, he's kind of the dumb one. He's kind of the dumb one. See them as you've never seen them before. You know, we rely on each other in life, you know? Just things like rides, you know, to the 7-Eleven or Scientology Center. Just a regular guy like everybody else. All I've ever wanted to do is, you know, buy my mom and dad a nice house and, uh, and then, of course, you know, a summer home in Italy uh, and in a chateau in the Alps in case they ever want to learn to ski. Go behind the scenes. Come watch me buy stuff. Get up close and personal. It's all about friendship, you know, because if you're not friendly with one another, then you don't have friendship. And live the magic of the movie guys. We've actually taken a vow of fornication, uh, you know, not to reject any women, regardless of age, color, or STD status. <laughs> Even though Paul doesn't want to do fat chicks. Yeah, no fat chicks, dude. <laughs> he doesn't like fat chicks. The movie guys. This is we. <laughs> We're, We're adorable. Uh, there it is. The best song ever. Best I'm going to see that. I'm gonna see the shit out of that movie. That one you'll see. That one I'll this see. This is we. And I know exactly what to expect. So. <laughs> hey, and I think we did a good job putting best song ever in ours. I mean, you know, if it ain't broke. <laughs> hey, let's check in on the uh, protesters again. See oh, okay. trouble How's outside it going still? out there? Let's is Karen still out there with them? Uh oh. I have much harder choices to make in my life than who plays Batman. I'm going to return to them now. Twelve dollars is too much for anybody. They seem to have turned kind of indifferent yeah, about There aren't the whole a whole thing. lot of them. I don't hear anybody <laughs> out there anymore. There's two left, just, and they don't know what to think. They're yelling at each other. <laughs> you can't have that kind of passion go on forever. It's, yeah, it's, After it was a while, you're just going to... A little contrived to begin with, yeah. So, All right, well, listen, we're going to uh, go away and come back again. We're going to take a small break and be back, talk more uh, in-depth with Matt. We'll be right back. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, as ever, we spend our break talking about movies. <laughs> <laughs> so we should continue that on the air. We were talking about, uh, and Karen's back. I am yeah. back, yes. Welcome back. How was the protest? Sounded like it kind uh, of died out. It was going okay, and then we just all got hot, and we all went to Wendy's, and now I feel better. But, you know, you can't be mad at Ben Affleck for that long. You can't. That's what I was That's saying. True. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's why this will ultimately blow over. You yeah. can't be angry with him for too long. But the pressure is on Runner Runner. That's his new movie with with Justin Timberlake, who we constantly try and not like, but you can't. You There's can't. another one. So uh, can't stay angry. Stop yeah. being so talented and adorable and, and charming. Good actor. And so if Runner Runner is great, everyone will forget. Uh huh. They, yeah. they bitched. But anyway, we're uh, but talking, we about were talking about Steven Soderbergh in uh, Behind the Candelabra, which Matt uh, has seen several times. I can't, I can't, it's just, it's riveting to me. <laughs> the levels of, I mean, it's humorous, and then it, the levels of creepy, mm-hmm. and then just everybody's so goddamn good in it. Which led to just this room glowing on Soderbergh, and I cannot glow on Soderbergh enough. The Girlfriend Experience is one of the most hypnotic, amazing movies, and the great thing about Soderbergh movies is you can just feel his craft and playfulness in, like, everything. And he takes it as a challenge, like like in Magic Mike, to make something serious yeah. out of that, or that good out of that. And that was sh- so good. The informant was him as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my oh. God, the informant. Which I feel like that didn't get its due. Like people were like, ah, what? And I was, I saw it, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, Matt on Damon so many did levels. not. Matt Damon did not get enough love off that movie. His I agree. performance in that. We got a glutenate guy. He lost his job. I love that movie. That's an amazing. <laughs> oh, movie. the internal monologue oh. is such great humor. And you're making a movie off of a This American Life story, which is not. I mean, which granted makes for for good. 
the, the, the story that it came from is great, but he's just, uh, to make a good movie out of that, like a movie that... Do I, I also, add it to the list? Yes. The Informant? Because if nothing else, you have to watch Scott Bakula's slow burn. <laughs> yes! Scott Bakula! You just can't win, right. and it's great to watch. And Scott Bakula in uh, Behind the Candelabra as well. Yeah. Thank the you. Informant. Yeah. Thank you. The Informant. And uh, what I like about Soderbergh, too, is his weird, like, ca- he just casts a bunch of comedians and stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like, th- and I'm waiting for my turn. Right? If he's When's listening. He gonna call you? <laughs> oh. But it's, like, cool to me that he does that as a as a early woody allen fan i'm sure you like bananas right of course okay how great is it that he put marvin hamlish he brought him in to do the score and there is a full-on ape of like some of the great score moments from bananas in that wacky movie it's terrific in wait in the informant in the informant oh is there yeah <laughs> i didn't okay, pick well, up on I'll, that I'll, i would have back to back the these two marvin Ham- sorry I'm i would have gone with you on that but you would enlighten to me i didn't i wasn't aware of yeah. that. i'm so glad matt's here because i was thinking what what is happening okay. i had no I idea could, i had not seen bananas in like I, bananas is one of the few i don't actually own and that i don't get to visit a lot great score marvin camp marvin hamlish i heard bananas and ape and i said i want to see a monkey movie that's I all I you want to see going bananas for. with tony dan there you go <laughs> Let's jump. Uh, let's jump to what's current and fire up a little edition of. What? 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 Uh, what did you see? What did you see this week? All right, that's uh, that's our cue to talk about what's going on in films and what did we go and see this week? I saw um, uh, uh, in a world, and oh, it was did. awesome. Lake Bell. Lake Bell yep. is fantastically gorgeous. gorgeous super funny. And wonderful writer. Lots of great relationships in that movie. And it wasn't just a story about her and what she was up to. She was... Uh, I want Let me to be say a... what she's up to real quick. Oh, okay. She's the daughter of a legendary voiceover guy who yeah. thinks she could get in the business too. And she starts learning accents and going through all this stuff. And she's a vocal coach but wants to translate to the big paying voiceover jobs. Which sounds That's like the main it, story, it's right? Unique. It's unique. So yeah. right out of the gate, you know, it's a it's a world. A that world you don't in know a world. Yeah. And the, so what's so great is you have that story, which is enough in most movies, but she gives all of the other actors these really cool parts and they all click in together and they have arcs. I mean, her brother in law has an arc, her sister has an arc, her dad obviously has an arc. It's her dad's girlfriend, who's completely vapid, blonde, idiot. Has this awesome arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's not a throwaway. Great. She's not just the vapid younger wife of so the good. father. I'd like to take a big swim in Lake Bell. Oh. <laughs> you should. She's my neighbor now. <laughs> I will say this about the movie. It, it defies you to not like it. Is that what I'm saying? Maybe. It, it dares it, you to not like it. Right, every time you think like, well, this is a trivial bit. Oh, they're charming. <laughs> you know, you give in. You take. You can't help but be and won over. And she directed by. it too, right? That's she inspiring. Yeah. So good. She's so good. The neighbor is adorable. Oh, you're going to like her. She takes a shower. She's very Ooh, cute. Ooh, yes. Yeah. You're bringing me around on this one. Yeah, <laughs> check it out if you can, if it ever comes to your thing. I heard all this talk about character arc. You lost me, but there's a chick <laughs> taking a shower. Sign me up. Also uh, full of comics. Rob Cordry, the great Ken Marino. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, well, she's on uh, um, Children's Hospital. Yep. Which uh, I have to start oh, watching because she was so yeah, good in Yeah, Ken this. Marino and, uh, and uh, Rob Hubel and... Uh, Rob Cordry. What else did you guys see? I saw, along with Paul, The Butler. Oh, we did. Oh, is that? Wait, True. that's not the co- what it's called. Say oh, it right. Lee Daniels, The Butler. You're going to get sued. I, I, okay. I, well, I didn't want you to think I saw the 1917 right. short film called The Butler. So Lee Daniels, <laughs> feature length, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey extravaganza, The Butler. Okay. As a movie, it was okay. The subject material is wonderful and very powerful and impacting, but I have a couple of things to say about it. One is, for me, she is still Oprah Winfrey, and I can't get over... I mean, when she was in Color Purple, she's an amazing actress. She still is an amazing actress. Seen her actress. much of anything at that point. Exactly. You know, so she's just a character. She's still a very good actress, but I'm still looking at Oprah. And there's this scene at the end where because well, she, she kept giving away cars. <laughs> ah, <laughs> and underneath your chair, and everybody in the theater's looking under their chair. You get civil rights, and you, you get, get civil, civil rights, rights, and you get civil rights. <laughs> but at the end, there's a scene where she has to she goes to the White House with her husband, the Butler, for the first time. And there's this great moment where Oprah Winfrey has to pretend like she's never been to the White House before. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, she can act. But there was a very powerful uh, Q&A afterwards by David Oyelowo. David Oyelowo, what Paul said. <laughs> and he gave this very powerful and emotional um, talk about what it was like to work on it. And it was a, something that I thought about, which is 
there's these scenes, these horrible scenes with the Freedom Riders going through Mississippi and being attacked and the, the sit-ins at the lunch counter and these horrible, vile things that are being said to them. And you think, you have to get an actor to go, here's what I need you to yell Ooh. for six hours in somebody's yeah. face. right? Yeah. So they're yelling the N-word and they're doing all... My big concern about that was I would hate to be like cast for that because they go, you know what? You look like the guy that would do that. We need you. <laughs> this will be good for you. That's my big concern is I'd walk in. Oh, racist, you, right over here. We need you. You you got it. Boom. We have a presidential aide. No, 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 no. <laughs> this guy, Devin at the diner yelling yeah. at the uh, black uh, patrons. Yeah. Yeah, but good film. Epic. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Did well. you see anything, Matt? I saw The World's End. Oh, I saw oh. that too. Oh, yeah? Yes. It's great. It's fucking great. I want to see that. Man, Simon, those guys are charming. Simon oh. Pegg and Edgar Wright, like, all their films are just, they, they, uh, they're they so good, they're upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, my friend and I are working on a script, like everybody else in a 12-mile radius. <laughs> but it, it's just, you watch the levels of their, I know. and it's just, you're like, oh, boy, I got work to do. The buddy thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went back and watched Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz, and every episode is spaced. There's just like there's yeah. an obsession in my apartment over. My uh, girlfriend keeps telling me to watch uh, Space. Yeah, I need to watch that. <laughs> but like we watched Hot Fuzz but the night before, and I hadn't seen it. Yeah, and it's just like, I it, they're just and there's like you know there's they've got messages and then there's like there's heart and it's yeah there's action. and and they put the heart in without stopping down. That's my problem with like superhero yeah, movies. Yeah. They're like it's also a love story. Okay. But I'm gonna give you five minutes and make it matter, you know. But it's like Ghost Rider just stops down to be a love story for 20 minutes. You're like, we are not here for this. But <laughs> exactly. but, but the the love between the friends and the problems between the friends. Mm -hmm. This is not big chill. They don't stop and have <laughs> whole things. It's fit in in this 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 otherwise oh, alien God. story. And then they've got this great mission, which is to get to every pub. So there's got there's forward motion, and then there's aliens. Yeah, it's <laughs> or not aliens. Something for it. everyone. Robots. So yeah, we'll, make sure, we'll make sure we see that, honey. But we're going to get it. you to see Shaun of the Dead first. And, yes. Hoffa, we're gonna do and the whole thing. Order. I cannot spoil the end, but uh, how Monty Python was two drunk people uh, in the situation they were in. Oh, because it's so good. By the time they get to the climax of the movie, they've gone to 12 bars, and they are trashed <laughs> and unable to deal with the final culmination of everything. And it's really just like, well, it's like I hope that's the first sketch they wrote, is <laughs> is two drunk people at the end of the earth and trying to, you know, it's really funny. That's awesome. All right, on my um, list for sure, definitely. Good. But let's, uh, well, let's hit Matt with some questions uh, about, uh, well, we, we, it's a little something. <laughs> Something we, we call. Something we call five questions for other guests. Five. Uh. Haha. <laughs> said five. Uh. What? Yeah, five. Uh. <laughs> questions for other right. guests. So we had there you go. some other guests who we thought might be coming in, and they, they weren't able to make it. So we got you on short notice. I appreciate it. <laughs> these are just some You're questions welcome. we had laying around. But we, we were thought, too lazy yeah. to write questions just for okay. Matt Dwyer. Yeah. 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 So these are questions for other guests. But if you wouldn't be so kind to answer them. I'll do the best I can. Matt. What are you proudest of when you look back on this year's VMAs? Oh, wait. Hang on. I wrote that wrong. Uh, it's, uh, what do you regret most about the VMAs? My ass cheeks. <laughs> I didn't see the VMAs, by the way. Uh, not the only one. You, uh, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Keep uh, going. I didn't I even <laughs> watch the video. I just That's the only image I have that I've seen on the internet is that weird butt thing. <laughs> and those weird shorts. I, twerking? Twerking. Twerking. Yeah. Which it sounds to me, it sounds like a meth thing. Not yeah. It, like a, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, it sounds like teens like who are be, methed out. Or eating your flesh or something, you know? Like you scratch it and then eat it. Oh, yeah. By the way, this, is, this, is a, this is, doesn't take me much to go off on this. What is with the uh, uh, twerking? Okay, uh, you mean shaking your ass? I mean, does everything have to be hashtagged now? <laughs> like, uh, you know, planking. Yes. You mean laying down? <laughs> you mean laying down. <laughs> Is planking what they call laying down? Yes. Yeah. And I just read an article about how these these very clever millennials, hashtag millennials, uh, or whatever, the uh, are hammocking on campus. <gasps> hammocking. See, what they do, guys, see if you can understand this. Okay. I know you're a little older, but what they do is they take a piece of cloth and they take two pieces of string and they tie the ends to a tree and in between classes, they'll just sit in what they call a hammock. Hashtag hammock. The hammocking. How, how much do I just hope they get a really crappy anyway. thread count sheet and eventually just <laughs> rips apart and they fall on their ass? It just makes me wonder if the if the four horsemen of the apocalypse are real, if they're just really confused when their cue's coming up these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they keep going. It's Did a lot of this. Uh, this now, 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 yeah. it, uh, now. It's One direction. Now. One direction. No. Is that my cue? Now. That's a great sketch. Four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah. waiting for uh, their cue. Okay, <laughs> this is definitely me, right? No. <laughs> hey, uh, Matt. 
Yes, sir. Uh, what do you plan on bringing to the role of Batman? <laughs> <laughs> more chest hair. Oh, I think yeah. I'm just. I know I already have a lot of chest hair, but I'm going to have more chest hair than any other Batman ever. Will you have it show through the armor? Yeah, that's actually it, the armor is just going to be a, a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the tank top. Finally, Batman's in a wife beater. Yeah. And maybe, you know, an accent when I'm Batman. You know, something Canadian or Northern American, I think would be good. Because, you know, he's so intimidating. It's like, but how disarming would it be if he was, you know, like, what you doing, yo? And then and then they're just like thrown off that Batman's really polite. And then he then he kicks the shit out of him. I think would be a good And they're like, Bruce Wayne doesn't talk like that. Yeah. I love Canadians. Yeah, right? They would never guess that Bruce Wayne was oh, from Canada. Oh, Perfect. I yeah, love Canadians. Hey there, can't be robbing hey that there. bank, you know? <laughs> oh, oh geez. look out. I think that should be it. Uh, Matt, first of all, congratulations on your star on the Hollywood Walk of oh, Fame. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, so I would like to ask you, which of your Fast and Furious roles do you think showed your range as an actor? Uh, well, easily three. Uh, <laughs> I think I, you know... Tokyo the Drift, the one where we had a cameo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like though it was though it was brief though it was brief it I feel like my character really just fully was developed in those couple scenes. Any more it would have been overkill, right? Yeah, I subtlety is always the best is my belief. I think we all enjoyed that yeah. amount of time on screen for you. <laughs> Most of America did. <laughs> uh listen, let me ask you a question. What is your best strategy for avoiding paparazzi? <laughs> Uh, obscurity has been, my, <laughs> has been mine so far. Work of wonders, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's the best possible. I, uh, when I was outside earlier with the Ben Affleck people, I was telling the paparazzi you were here, and they went to Wendy's with me, too. Right. <laughs> Just take off the well, two. Well, the one got in Ben here. Affleck. Yeah, this yeah. one. <laughs> it's been creeping around. But she was cute, and he was like, yeah, let her in. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Now, Matt, uh, one last question. Again, oh, this sure. is for a different guest, but I hope you don't mind answering. Uh, when you heard the verdict, not guilty, what went through your mind? I can kill again. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's good. <laughs> I think he's heard that before. All right, well, as ever, our show goes out with a bang as we turn things over to Karen for her weekly look at Celebrity Birthdays. Karen! <laughs> All right. So let's start off our birthday week wishing a super happy, bright, and bubbly birthday to the master of the macabre, Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. Yes, Tim turns 55, but can play anywhere Yikes. from wild at heart to child at heart. He is a master of making inanimate objects come to life and lifelike objects seem animated. Somehow, he figured out how to put all of our nightmares up on the big screen. And I'm not talking about Helena Bonham Carter's hair. <laughs> Here's something kind of fun. I looked this up and it made me very happy. As a preteen, Burton would make short films in his backyard on Evergreen Street in Burbank, California, which Aww. is just a mere 1.1 miles away, five minutes, from the lovely Admirals Club. Nice. Yes. We are in a mecca of creativity. And <laughs> a mecca. And I wonder <laughs> if he had to hold for planes, too. <laughs> we don't anymore. Screw it. No, screw it. He's married you mean the sequel to Planes? Carter, right? they, oh, yes. <laughs> what are the chances of two people with that hair getting married? Well, here's what's <laughs> even crazier. He had gone through a whole bunch of other wives, I found out. He just kind of had them and dropped them. He kept her, but she's not a wife. She's a domestic partner. Oh. Well, you know, yeah, they right. say the longer you're with somebody, the more you look like them. So that's what's happening and here. You obviously. should see their dog if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, it's time to wish a big old happy birthday to Melissa McCarthy, who turns hey, 43. Hey, hey, big old happy birthday. Is, is that a jab? Well, I didn't. Jab? I had an audition earlier, so <laughs> I, didn't, a jabba? I didn't know if I was going to be able to be here for birthdays, and I wrote him real goofy in case he had to read them. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote things that. Hey, I Matt, would, can you read that and see uh, if it's any funnier? Here, yeah, read, it's real short. Uh, you should be good right there, this little one. Ah, See, all right, good. <laughs> Read it out loud, ass. I yeah, that's, he was to himself. It's yeah. funnier out loud. All right, so next up, it's time to wish a big old happy birthday <laughs> to Melissa McCarthy, who turns 43, but can play anywhere from super sassy to super sexy. And then I had like Z formation. So you could do oh, that. Oh, yeah. you would be doing <laughs> that. Yeah, I would have missed that. <laughs> now, th this is kind of fun. Melissa is soon to be becoming the new it girl of comedy, playing all the roles that Kristen Wiig is too vain to gain weight for. 
Well, there you go. I think that's fun. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Chris Farley. Oh! <laughs> oh Chris Well, now Farley. that you mention it. Yeah. And happy birthday to Jack Black, who also turns 43, but can play anywhere from a fake rock star to a real rock star. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, so who knows how accurate that actually is. I think you're thinking of Jack White. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Jack is referred to the, in the media, because we know how important that is, as a member of something called the Frat Pack, a group of six comedy actors who frequently work together. Can you tell me who the other members are? Vince Vaughn. Uh, Vince Vaughn? You got two of them? Yeah, that's great. Owen oh, really? Wilson, Luke Wilson. Oh, yeah. you, have, you, you only have one more. I, I would misspoke this Six altogether plus it's everybody in old school. There's plus one Jack Black. more, and, <laughs> yeah. and I have a feeling this last guy is super awesome. He's, he's Second Silly? City, and you probably, maybe you've even met him. Oh, D.L. Bill Cosby? No, not Bill Cosby. <laughs> Second City, Eddie Murphy. Ellen King? No, Steve Carell. <laughs> oh, oh, I, you guys I have, are stupid. I've worked with Steve Carell. There yeah, you go. Back in Second City days. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And then I gave him some advice, be really talented, and he, he took he it took and ran. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know, the guy can take a note. Yeah, he can really take a <laughs> before, before we all leave, tell us something we should do. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, but definitely not leastly, you would have been cute saying that. <laughs> Happy birthday to the boy man superstar. Liam Payne, who turns 19 but can Ooh. play anywhere, from a singer who gained fame with a highly successful British boy band One Direction, uh, her? to future callback, <laughs> yeah, to future guest star in the ABC celebrity diving show Splash. <laughs> who? <laughs> who? Her? Huh? So is she? Is she? This is fun. Louis Anderson? I did some more research to, because I had to find out stuff about this guy, and I found out some very charming things on all of these 14-year-olds made websites. Ugh. Frightening. Okay, tons. You're on a list somewhere now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you go into all the 14-year-old websites. TSA will be right up your here, ass. Here are a couple of fun facts about this movie guy, because now he's got a movie, so he's allowed to be on my movie birthdays. Ugh. Anyway, this well, we're not as happy. We're neither. We're happy not about happy it about that either. And I even wrote, "Let's more learn more about this sexy hunk." I'm telling you, I, I wanted you to. It should do be this. coming out of your head, it should Matt. Should come out of your face. Can you write his breakfast convo tomorrow morning? Maybe, uh... Liam once cried while watching Marley and Me. Who didn't? Who oh, didn't? When he was oh. two. <laughs> also, his... In utero crying. This makes me laugh. His favorite film is the Toy Story trilogy. <laughs> What is happening? You know, I, I, That's, outside of the Coen Brothers, Pixar is my number two. So I is it your favorite? Get, I can't film? hate on that too much. I get that, but yeah. But God, well, you and Liam something have something in common. Yes, yeah, that's, that's lovely. And although I'd go with Up, but I uh, think you also have this in common too. He believes that there's no way that Spike Lee's remake of Old Boy Chan Wook Park's 2003 Southern South Korean, Korean masterpiece will be as good as the original movie. He did not say that. Somebody told him to say that. <laughs> no, That's because I'm he got on the shirt and Hot Topic, and he's like, I'll learn about this. Is. No, I'm just fucking with that. He said something about his hair. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And that's the birthday segment. Birthday! That's a good one. And that wraps another showcast, everybody. Uh, listen, together we are the movie guys. Individually we are. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys and on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Movie Guys. And you can find us on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, Google Plus, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Matt Dwyer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Be sure to listen to Conversations with Matt Dwyer on iTunes and at feralaudio.com. Jamie Clark Elvington manning the boards and controlling information in and out of the show. And, of course, Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Thanks for listening. Everyone else but you.